Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his good friend Jay gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow and find my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Saturday, February 12th, 2022, and this live episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. A picks are the ones I love, B picks are the ones I like, and C picks are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake's for the model, hanging on to that profitable week. Uh, barely, I think, you're up about five units on the whole for the week for the model, so that's good. Today's just going to make or break us. 150 games yeah. on the slate. We're going to talk about as many as we can today, but, I mean, that's where, where our bread's going to be buttered here. Uh, what do you have for us from last night? Well, last night, the UConn-Butler game went – or UConn-Xavier game went – Exact wrong way we needed it to. Nunji had a great game. Like he had ended up with 22. Fremantle had a great second half. And then UConn was still right there. was making a run. Hurley gets a technical, an absolutely dumb technical. It was clearly a foul. That stopped a run. And then they still hung in there after that four-point swing and then made another run. And then the guy spiked the ball and got another technical, and that, that just iced it. There was no way for UConn to make a comeback there. Yeah, last night I'm trying to watch a little bit of the Olympics, right? Some of the uh, the snow cross, whatever. It was a lot of fun. So I had that on one screen. I had that game on one screen. I had the iPad up with the game on. So I'm kind of watching probably a little too much, you know, to really soak things in. But I swear every time I turned around, uh, UConn is got another technical on them. And I'm like, what is, what is even happening in this game? Like, how, like, do you want to win? Or are you just like, here, go take some free points? That was not a, not, yeah, sometimes those type of things happen. That's obviously frustrating. Um, but again, a lot of games today. Let's just get right to it. We're going to start off with that early time slot. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, Arkansas at Alabama. Alabama is a short five-point home favorite. Yesterday, I locked in a B-pick on Arkansas, plus five and a half. The model thinks it should be closer to Alabama, only minus about four and a half. Um, so I like the Razorbacks here. This is not about what happened last game with Auburn. Obviously, you know, I was on Arkansas, so I, I've seen that they've been playing while well, the model's been picking up on that. But I mean, just overall, the model's five and two on ARB fades of Alabama. And I just don't think Alabama's that good in general. We've talked about that on this pod recently. Arkansas's playing well of late. I, I don't I don't quite understand you know, Alabama's at home, and obviously it's a tough place to play. You know, anytime you pack a, a building like that, it, it it can be tough. But I guess what I don't understand is Arkansas, you you have to feel like is the better team. And this spread indicates that Alabama is actually the better team factoring in the home court advantage. And that doesn't make sense to me. I, I have a hard time seeing the way Arkansas is playing lately, saying that Alabama is just clearly a superior team. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, yeah. I think Alabama is a like media darling kind of thing. And, and the lines kind of follow that just because they play that fun, incredibly fun style of basketball, and it makes for good TV, high points, everything like that. But Arkansas is the better team. They're better defensively as a team. They've pro they've got the best player on the court with J.D. Note. Um, they're playing very well, won nine straight. Just beat, I think, the first time in like 30 years, beat a number one team. Um, so like they're they're riding high. They force a lot of turnovers. They don't They don't turn the ball over as much and Alabama also at home 
for some reason, they can't get it done. They're three and eight against the spread. So I, I think that'll stay. And I think Arkansas covers with this five. And I think they actually have a decent chance to win this outright if they get a few threes to not go in for Alabama and they can just kind of run up, run, like get, jump on that lead. I don't know that Alabama makes is mentally strong enough to make the comeback. Uh, yeah, I, I do too. I think if you're inclined, I think dropping you know a dollar or two on that money line at some plus odds makes a lot of sense. Uh, th- this is kind of a high variability game. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that Kentucky-Kansas game we talked about from a few weeks ago. Kind of just a high variability game where a lot of things could happen, lots of points, and it seems like you're getting a lot of free points. So if it's a close game, you got a lot of points in your pocket, or if you're the money line type, you've got good odds. It, it, it's not it's not an pick for me because I'm, I'm following the math on that, but just everything else that I look at from a human standpoint, I, I really like Arkansas. And that, again, that doesn't mean there's no locks or no, don't don't go bet you know 20% of your bankroll. But I, just, I personally, I just really like Arkansas in this spot here to start us off, uh, hopefully get us some profit uh, before anything else really gets going. And then one other SEC game, uh, we're going to talk about here before we move on to uh, other conferences at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, Florida at Kentucky, a Florida team that is just up and down versus a Kentucky team that consistently seems to know how to win by about 10. So I've got a B pick on Kentucky minus nine yesterday. I still like it in the nine and a half. The model makes it 10 and a half. It reminds me a lot of the game earlier this week against South Carolina. Obviously, Florida a little better than South Carolina, but this flips home and road. So that that matters, right? Yeah. This is a situation where I think Kentucky knows how to win by 10. That's all they care to do. They don't need to win by 20. Uh, they didn't win by 20 against South Carolina, even though they are a better team. They, they weren't trying to run it up. And the same thing here. If you're, if you're looking at under 10, I think there's a lot to like about Kentucky. They're the better team at home. They should win easily. And I, I just see Florida having a hard time keeping it close with how well this Kentucky team is playing of late. Jake, what's your two cents? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on Kentucky. I think this this leads to a blowout kind of territory with, like, Florida got their best player back, Castleton, but he doesn't match up well to physical big guys. He's like, he's a more of a thinner kind of guy, and Shigwe and uh, Toppin and all them, and Kentucky as a whole is a very physical defensive team, and uh, that's just a bad matchup for them. Florida doesn't have the guards to keep up. Not that many people have the guards to keep up with Kentucky and how long right. and athletic they are. And, I mean, I think Ty Ty and Kellen Grady are going to eat today. I, I don't know that there's anybody that gets in their way. And the, the emergence of Keon Brooks with him, the way he's going right now, is incredible. He, he broke 23 times, I think, in the first 20 games. And then in the last four, he's done it twice. And the other, and one of the other ones was 17. So, like, he's playing on a different level, and that gives him that third, fourth option on offense. And that makes it really tough if you could, you have to worry about four guys on the floor. That makes it really hard for it not to just stretch that lead out. Yep, yep. I think Kentucky is just primed to win this one easily. Just again, like, just like the one earlier this week, easier. It's just it's a, it, you're always taking playing the number, right? Earlier this week when, you, when you're playing 12 is very different than nine because there's a good chance that Kentucky's up 15 late, just doesn't care, and they win by 11, you know, something like that. And that still gets us this cover, but it didn't get you to cover if you were on them earlier this week. At the same time slot, a little love to some small schools here, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, Murray State at Moorhead State in what should be a fantastic game, so don't let this one slip under your radar. It's an A pick of me, the first of 15 A picks. Of course, it's only 10% of the games, right? So I'm not giving you an A pick on, you know, half the slate, right? I've only got 10%, but when you have 150 games, it's 15 A picks, right? Here's the first of the 15 A picks on Murray State, minus two and a half. The model makes it five. The model is six, two, and one on A or B picks of Murray State. So when it likes Murray, um, it's a good spot to back them. The reason it hasn't liked Murray in a lot of spots, the reason it's only backed them 
that many times is they're often playing teams and they're favored by 20. And yeah. it's 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 tough. It, that doesn't mean they. I mean, they've won several of those games by thirty, right? But it's tough in a conference game to know exactly are they going to come out and and win by that twenty, right? So it's it's a little bit dangerous to lay those super big numbers. Uh, but when the numbers get smaller, Murray seems to take care of business. Morehead State's good. Don't get me wrong, but I think Murray State just in a different class. I think they can go on the road and get the victory. So we just have to avoid them winning by one or two. And we've got the the easy money here, Jake. What do you got for us? Yeah, this is a game, like, if you have a chance to watch it, watch it. It's very, very important from a standing standpoint, from a March standpoint. Uh, Murray's got a slim two-game lead, and they still have Bel- to go to Belmont on the schedule. So if they if they drop this one, they, they're at risk of losing the one seed in the OVC tournament and po- possibly lose their chance at March. Um, so it's very important for them to get this, and just as important for Moorhead to, like, jump ahead. But... I think Murray gets it done. Murray is the better team. They won the last game, but this was at at Murray. <laughs> but they won by 11. Um, so I think they're going to handle their business. They, this Murray State team is really good, and somebody you should have on your radar. They've got – they're the 16th-rate offense. They're, they struggle from the free throw line, shooting below 70%, but they don't turn the ball over. In their last three, they're averaging seven, seven turnovers a game, and they force 15 and – from this game specifically, you've got KJ Williams who who can match up with Broom for Moorhead, and then that kind of kills Moorhead's whole offense. And Tevin Brown will just should go have a really good game against this kind of weaker guard team in Moorhead. Yeah, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, Jake. We hadn't talked about this. Um, do you know off the top of your head? There's really no way we can get Belmont and Murray in the tournament. Is that right? Well, no. Well, Murray ha- or not, Murray has a chance to get a. Um, Automatic or not automatic? Yeah, that large bid. Just because okay. I mean, they're obviously ranked right now. They've they've got some cute, a couple good key wins and okay. no bad losses. And I think if that if that ends up being the championship and Belmont wins, I think Murray still gets in. But that's what okay. I'm winning today. But would would uh, if Murray wins, Belmont wouldn't get an automatic bid? You don't think? I don't think so. I think they dropped some bad games. I think they dropped okay. both the Moorhead and uh, a okay. stupid one in the conference. Okay. Yeah, it's, I don't, you know, right, there's different philosophies in this, and I don't know, you know, I know, Jake, I know you pay a little more attention. I pay a little less attention to the bracketology stuff. I'm kind of more focused on each game and the, the games, you know, t- today and tomorrow, right? And so it's harder for me to, to spend time looking ahead too much like that. But I really enjoy watching both Murray State and Belmont when I've seen them this year. I've seen a little bit less of Moorhead. Definitely keep an eye on this one. I, I feel like it'd be more fun if we get some of these schools in. So I don't know how we got to make that happen. But if we can get a couple, if we can get both those schools in, I would, I would be very happy. That'd make for a more fun. March, I think. Uh, the marquee name matchup for sure of the night here, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, Ohio State at Michigan. Michigan coming off a fantastic win. We talked about Michigan ever since we started this thing, you know, back in January, we kind of said Michigan needs to get it going. If, you know, if it's not today, it's got to be tomorrow. If it wasn't yesterday, it's got to be today, right? Finally, maybe starting to get some of that traction again, right? They've got a, a chance of now uh making the tournament right now most people i think are saying that they would be in i think the mass a little bit more optimistic on them based on the resume but they're starting to get it rolling here i I, i'm curious if they can keep it going over my pick on this one is the over 140.5 so i'm kind of staying away from who's going to win this one i think it'll be a fantastic matchup but the model makes it 144 and a half it's a pretty solid difference and the model six and three on ohio state over edges i don't think that michigan will 
score as much as they did against Purdue. They were on fire from three. So it's not that I'm coming out thinking that Michigan's going to put up 80 points tonight necessarily. It's just that in general, I think the pace of these teams, both of them are solid offensively. I think we can get over a number like 140 and a half. But Jake, who wins this one? I'm riding Ohio State. I, I think this Michigan team is a, showed a little bit like they showed what they should have been doing all year, but I think it was a flash in the pan. I mean, just recently at home, they struck, they needed a furious comeback to come back to beating a really bad Nebraska team. Um, they only beat Penn State by one. Um, that was on the road, but that's a lowly Penn State team. So I think they caught lightning in a bottle, destroyed a Purdue team who struggles on defense and it's kind of open to those kind of losses. And this Ohio State team is very good. They're flying under the radar somehow, but they're really good. Like, there's not a matchup that I know of in the nation that works out for Liddell. Like, he he, he steps out and shoots it, I think, around 40% from three. He can play with his back-to-bucket as a good passer. Um, Michigan State's guards just don't, don't have enough here. Hunter Dickinson's good, but Ohio State matches up well with between Liddell and Zed Key and uh, a couple other big guys. They, they can bang with him and kind of keep him – from being comfortable. And I, I don't think we see Michigan catch fire like they did that last game, even though Houston's playing a lot better. And I mean, remember what I pointed out, they had two points off the bench. So there's not, apparently they don't have a lot of help if there's any sort of foul trouble for Dickinson or anybody else. And that's what Liddell is really good at is getting people in foul trouble. Yep. All right. So that's our four game breakdowns. We're going to do things a little bit different here with it being Saturday. I'm going to give out all the A plays. I'm going to give you a nugget on each A play as to why I like it, something interesting, or maybe why I'm a little fearful. I'm going to pause and I'll let Jake say something on these. So he's kind of just going to shoot off the hip on these. Some of these some of these schools, I, I'm, I'm going to pause and Jake's going to be like, I don't know who are these teams, right? Which is fine. I'm just going to give him a chance to say something if he wants. If he doesn't want to, again, totally fine. I'm going to give you the first seven A plays all of the ones through 3.30 Central. Then we're going to do our Talk Me Out of segment. I'm going to come back. I'm going to do the other A plays. And then we will go to the live chat portion of this. We will answer your questions. So let's kick us off with the A plays. I've got 1A early play at 11 a.m. Central. I've got Lehigh minus 3.5 versus Lafayette. So, of course, that spread indicates the two teams are about even. I don't think that's the case. I think Lafayette is worse. Model 2-0 on A or B picks of Lehigh and 6-2 and on A or B Lafayette fades. Yeah, um, I don't know much about these teams. I know Lafayette has been struggling this year, so I'm riding with you in the model on this with Lehigh. All right, all right. And then we've got 1 p.m. I've got Coastal Carolina at minus 4.5. I, I got a little uh, little you know trigger warning, right? Coastal Carolina, we, we had them as an A pick a couple days ago, and they let us down then against another Georgia team. That one was Georgia State. This one's Georgia Southern. I think they get the win today by 7. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think we see the same coastal team that showed up and couldn't shoot for anything. I think they fixed that, and a few shots go in, and they're 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 covered pretty easy. All right, all right. Yeah, they, they owe us one there. Also, at that same time slot, I've got 1 p.m. Central, North Carolina Central, and a pick them at Morgan State. The model is two and one on A or B picks of NC Central, so I've got NC Central just to go on the win and get a win at Morgan State. All I know is the numbers say North Carolina Central. That's what I'm going with. There you go. There you go. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't. I don't think that one's on TV. Uh, there may be a weird streaming that you can catch. Some of these I've seen. If you're interested in watching some of these smaller schools, sometimes if you Google, if you find on Twitter, right, there'll be like YouTube streams of them or something. So uh, sometimes those are really hard to find, though, especially on a Saturday. 3 p.m. Central. I've got Utah Valley plus three 
versus New Mexico State. Solid under the radar game. I recommend watching this one if you can. I think it's a toss up. I like having those points in my back pocket in case we need them or slight plus odds on the money line. I think this should be um, a very good game. I don't know what's going to happen. So you're giving me three points. I think there's some value there on Utah Valley. Yeah, I, I like both these teams. They're, they're a lot kind of under the radar. I don't think they're going to make it to March, but you know, they're, they're outside teams if they win the tournament kind of thing. But well, yeah, good teams. And so it should be fun to watch. Um, I think I'm I think I'm on New Mexico State, but it's toss up toss up like you said. Toss up game. Yep, yep. Three thirty central Marquette minus two and a half at Butler. Marquette finally didn't cover uh in the last time out. I think they get back rolling here. Butler playing a little better of late, but I still think Marquette's in a different class. I like laying a short number there and getting the road at Butler. Yeah, I've been fading this Butler team quite often and I liked it. it gets money in my pocket and i love this marquette team i think they come out angry yeah yeah uh i feel like i jumped on butler two or three times and i think it worked like once but the other times it has not worked <laughs> anytime you try to back butler it hasn't been a winning proposition this year uh 330 central still north alabama plus four versus bellarmine bellarmine i still don't know how to say that uh, i'll figure that out one day um this one's an interesting one i'm trusting the process here the model has not done well backing north alabama it has not done well fading bellarmine um so this is one where when I look at those, I, I am a little bit nervous, but in general, the model's updating. The model's seeing that. So the model says, hey, we know, you know, I'm, 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 give, I'm making the model plural, plural to multiple people in my computer running. I don't know. The model's seeing the results and saying it hasn't done well, and it's adjusting, it's adjusting, it's adjusting. And it still thinks that North Alabama plus four, taking those points in your back pocket is the play, uh, despite the model's struggles on both of these teams. I'm trusting the process. Yeah, I, I'm on... I'm on Bellarmine this day, I think they're a good team, but this is a very trap game. That Jacksonville State, the biggest game of their season so far, is up next. I think on Tuesday, so it could be a trap game with them looking ahead. All right, I, I'll have to figure out how to pronounce them by the time Tuesday if that if that makes it into our game breakdown segment. And then the last one before we get to our we'll call it halftime here uh, of the A plays of the day three thirty Central Texas Southern minus seven and a half versus Grambling State model five and three on A or B plays of Texas Southern. This line confuses me. It should easily be double digits. I think Texas Southern goes out and gets an easy win. If you get a number down this low, I. You know, again, anything can happen. There's variability, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, this line makes no sense. Texas Southern, I think, gets an easy win here at home against Grambling. Yeah, I'm the same way. Texas Southern is a much better team. Yep. All right, so we'll go to we'll go to half time here. We'll go to the talk me out of segment that we've introduced recently. Jake, this one hits close to home here. 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern. I have a B pick on Texas, plus six and a half, play my alma mater, Baylor. I don't, I don't even know what to say about this game, right? Do we even know who's playing for Baylor at this point? The, the guard situation, it's just like a, it's like a rotating, you know, this guy's hurt, this guy's back, this guy's hurt, this guy. They're, they're not 100%. I, I really need I really need the Big 12 to be weaker so that Baylor can play a couple of cupcakes. We get a cupcake on a Tuesday, a cupcake on a Saturday, not play until a Wednesday, and just let everybody just rest because they're, they're, their guards have been in just so much injury trouble. So I've got a B pick on Texas plus six and a half, getting a lot of points there, just thinking that as good as Baylor is, I still just don't know if they're at full strength. I think Texas is starting to play a little bit better. They've got the talent. Uh, this one should be a little easier to talk me out of it, though. Jake, what do you have for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got to do a better job here. I'm, I'm, 
I got the last two, so I got to convince you. Got the you last two. Yeah, you're two and zero here in this so, segment. Texas doesn't travel. That like that when they leave Austin, the I don't know what happens. They forget, and every metric plummets. They go from like a top fifty and everywhere to below one fifty. So I don't know what happens. They've won one true road game all year, and of the other uh, six, other five they have, three of them have been double digit losses. So they they just don't travel. Their offense doesn't come around. And Baylor is very good at home. It should be a it should be nice coming home after the two two game road trip they've had and winning winning a couple of them. Um, they've they've got to get going for the free throw line to cover for this. They're shooting around sixty seven percent, and that's it's not going to cut it. But I think they improves at home with the twenty first ranked offense here, and they hit thirty six percent of their threes. And I don't think I think Texas is going to struggle offensively here, and it's going to eaten to their defense because they work so hard on defense and it's just going to open up and kind of let it run. And I think Baylor gets it done. Yeah. I, uh, I get Jake, you're two and zero in this segment so far, uh, model with a B pick on Texas. Uh, I'm hoping Jake talked you out of, out of that at least and I'll be pulling for Baylor either way. So I'm, I'm hoping the models run on this one from my heart perspective. Uh, we'll see how the math does there again. I think a lot of it's gonna be about injury. So this is one, maybe wait till closer to tip and just see who's playing if you, or, or, or maybe, if, if there's any updates about who might be 100%, who might still be hobbled, that sort of thing, the, the Baylor guard uh, depth is just taking a beating with the injuries. Um, with that said, we'll go back to more A plays. I've got seven more of them for you. These are the uh, later afternoon ones. 4 p.m. Central, Alabama A&M minus nine versus Mississippi Valley State. We broke up the SWAT games, but I mean, see what I just said about the other SWAT game. I think this should be a double-digit line. I think Alabama A&M gets an easy win against a Mississippi Valley State team that has shown signs of life occasionally this season, but lately has looked as bad as we thought they would be coming in. Yeah, they're 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 pretty rough. I don't encourage anybody to watch this game. It'll, it'll just be painful. Yeah, it's very very true. Also at four p.m., Belmont minus eleven and a half at Southeast Missouri State. The model tends not to love Belmont, kind of for reasons we talked about with uh, Murray State earlier in the episode. All those giant numbers. Um, the model doesn't love to lay a bunch of points, so when it has a number that's this big, I tend to say that seems like a solid spot. So I'm laying 11 and a half uh, with Belmont here on the road. I think they're in a different class than Southeast Missouri State is. Yeah, they're the much better team, and like I said, it's very important that they keep winning. And they're they're huge Moorhead fans today, especially if if they win this one. They're very big Moorhead fans. They want Murray to go down. Yep, yep. 6 p.m. Central Albany, plus 11 and a half versus Vermont. The model has not done well fading Vermont in some of these big numbers. It's kind of underestimated just how good Vermont is. Obviously, we know Vermont's good. It's just hard to see exactly how good. They've done a good job of blowing out teams this year. But I think a lot of those times that we faded Vermont, we were doing it against teams that were worse than Albany is. I think Albany's a little bit better than some of those teams. The model is 3-1. and one on A or B plays of Albany. So I'm taking the 11 half points with Albany thinking someone's got to keep it close with Vermont and Albany at home is hopefully our best shot for that to happen. Yeah. Vermont's been shooting the lights out in these last few games. So I think that kind of, that's got to slow down eventually. And I mean, the 11 and a half is uh, a good number to have here because that, that's good enough that they're getting far ahead, but don't and maybe fall asleep a little bit towards the end of the game. Exactly, exactly. That's always the hope with these big numbers. 7 p.m. Central, Drake plus three at Bradley. Look, I know this is not last year's Drake team or or the year before's Drake team, right? Some of those teams are really good. Some of those teams are just covering nonstop, right? Uh, And and Bradley's overperformed expectations. Don't get me wrong. Drake plus three is a steal, though. This should be a pick I don't quite understand uh, why uh, 
you know, Bradley minus three indicates that those two teams are, are equal. And I, I don't see any evidence of that unless you just over um, emphasize this year's numbers, which is usually a recipe for just always chasing the hot team. And that doesn't usually work well. So Drake plus three, I think, is a solid pick there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> he just shattered my castle there. Uh, I'm, I'm on the Bradley team because they've been they've done well for me this year. I've rode them pretty good, and they uh, they've been hot. So I was like, I'll, I'll trust them because I feel like these teams are fairly equal in how they play. But that's I don't have any numbers to back that up. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where obviously Bradley could win the game. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I think it should be a pick 'em. I think if you take the money line, you're getting plus odds. I think it's a toss-up game, and you're either getting plus three in a situation you can push. If it, if it, if it lands three, you can win. If it lands one or two, uh, so I just I just think there's a lot of value there. It's one of those long-term. This is going to be a successful play. It doesn't mean this one will. We're talking about we're trying to long-term this. Uh, you know, solid and slow bankroll growth is the goal. I've got three late apex for you. So if you want to stay up tonight, 9 p.m. Uh, Central Time, Arizona State plus 12 at Washington State. The model is 3-0 and on Arizona State, A or B plays. This is a lot of respect for Washington State, in my opinion, a little bit too much. I think they get the win, but I think 12 is just a little too much respect. Yeah, I think I'm riding the Washington State team because I think Arizona State falls apart at the end of games. They stay close, and then the, the other team will go on like a 8-0, 10-0 run, and then they just fall apart. Maybe we can petition them to play a 35-minute game. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's still there's still time, right? From right now, we've got about 12 hours until tip. So we got we got to get the paperwork in and see if we can get that one rolling. Also at 9 p.m., Portland and a pick'em versus Loyola Marymount. Hey, Portland got us to the window Thursday. I still think they're undervalued. I like I like Portland. I like Portland State. I like these both these teams. Uh, just not getting the respect they deserve. I think they're solid plays in general. They've been making us money. I don't see any reason to stop because I don't think the numbers caught up. I don't think Loyola Marymount's very good. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. That's that's another one we don't want to we don't want to watch because it's not going to be good basketball or learn bad habits. Yeah, yep. the one you might want to watch at the time you might not. We'll see. 9 p.m. Central, St. Mary's at Gonzaga. I've got an A pick on St. Mary's plus 16 and a half. That is a lot of points. I I mean Gonzaga is very good and Gonzaga can be anybody not in the top 25 by 30. Obviously, um, it's on the road, but St. Mary's kind of quietly playing well and. That's just a lot of points. It's just a it's just a pure math play, a value play of, in general, if you give me that many points with a team like St. Mary's, on average we're going to make money. Again, you never know how one game's going to play out, but you give me that many points, I can't I can't pass it up with St. Mary's. I don't care who they're playing. Yeah, the WCC need, needs this not to be a blowout. They don't need St. Yes. Mary's to win, but they yeah, need right. this to be inside that number. Yes, they need they need this to be yeah right. I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist right, but if if you if you are a conspiracy theorist right, are the refs maybe gonna help it varies out a little bit or, or or if nothing else, there is the subconscious bias that refs have, right? I don't want to go on a tangent here. This is what happens on a live show, right? Um, we have we've done studies and shown that with baseball, umpires are more likely to call a strike on a borderline pitch on a 3-0 count and more likely to call a ball on a borderline pitch on a 2 count. There's just and they're not doing it on purpose. It's the subconscious bias of trying to help out the side that's struggling at the moment, right? We see this in every sport. It's just humans. Uh, maybe the refs will do that a little bit for St. Mary's. And like you said, the conference really needs this. The conference needs this to be a tight Gonzaga wins by eight game that's, you know, a five-point game with four minutes to go, get the eyes on the conference, get a little bit of respect for them. You know, you hear these things about the West Coast Conference could be like a four-bid league or something. I don't see it personally. And if Gonzaga wins this game by 30, I think that's going to add to that, you know, how, how this conference isn't good enough. 
you know, for that. So, so they, like you said, hundred percent, they really need St. Mary's to keep this one close. That's a lot of a picks, Jake. I'm going to, I'm going to put you in charge today. What is the a plus play of the day? I give you 14 options. What do you got? A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, uh, but I, I'm going Marquette. I think okay. that is the weirdest line that we laid out there. I don't understand that line. I think Marquette is at least 10 points better than this Butler team. All right. There you have it. The A-plus play of the day is Marquette minus two and a half at Butler. Jake, do you have anything else for us before we get to the live chat questions? Uh, just another game to keep your eye on, um, especially for the March implications of a conference tournament is Chattanooga Furman. And those teams, it should be a great game to watch. They should battle it out. But they're right now they're tied for first. So it's a big deal who wins this one. All right. All right. Yeah, good to know. That should be a fun one as well all right let's turn to the chat if there's a game that we have not talked about drop it in there we'll answer some questions until our voices go out or, or i've got a baby screen there or something. i don't know we'll, we'll answer some questions we'll see how long it goes uh first question uh here what do you think about the yale game yale is a 12 and a half point favorite at columbia that was as of last night uh if i look right now i'm seeing the same number uh, total of about 147-ish. Uh, I've got this one. I've got a pick on Columbia plus 12 and a half. I think Yale wins by 11. Jake, what do you have? I'm, I'm rolling with Yale. I think they're they're turning it on, and I think Columbia is, like, if you keep, like, looking at the Ken Palm and that they keep dropping and dropping and dropping. I don't think they've hit the floor yet. Um, but the uh, there was a question about UNC that came in a little bit before that yeah when i was just i was just saying real quick about about the yale one I, I this is one where the the number you know again official my official pick is columbia plus 12 and a half looking at it just from i've seen a couple of these teams because they've played in some of these like standalone spots these friday games and columbia is really bad i'm very nervous about this one to me columbia has the possibility of staying in this game and if they stay the thing is if they stay in they will cover 12 and a half because you don't foul when you're down 11 for the most part right um the fear on this one is that yale's up you know, 20 at the half. And again, the numbers say they shouldn't be, but I'm kind of like you, like the bottom might have fallen out or, you know, it hasn't fallen out yet quite yeah. for Columbia and how bad they are. Uh, you mentioned North Carolina uh, against Florida State. I think that was when we actually debated covering. Yeah. Uh, Jake, what do you have for us on that one? I, I'm riding North Carolina. Uh, I, this Florida State team, just like uh, who asked, uh, just like Taylor pointed out, is beat up. They're, they're rough on offense and going to Chapel Hill is a different world. Um, and it's just, I think North Carolina gets it done probably 10 to 12. Yeah. I, 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 I hesitate laying numbers um, that big yesterday. The number was eight. If I ate a little bit better, um, you know, then eight and a half gets up to nice. one place has a nine. Um, I will say I love the under on this one. North Carolina plays a little bit frenetic at times. And you saw that second half with Clemson, um, whatever that was on Monday or something, I guess, yeah. uh, you know, with like uh, 200 points or something in the second half. I, I don't know. How big was the fish, right? Just bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. But in general, I've watched Florida State play Pittsburgh the other night, and Florida State's oh, offense is atrocious. I mean, that was painful to watch. Um, I, I love this under 147 because if Florida State if Florida State scores 51 points, I would be like, yeah, that seems right. I don't think they will. I'm, I'm not I'm not predicting that, right? But but if they score 51, I'd be like, yeah, 
that's that seems about right. So I have an under pick, um, under 147. I really like the under uh, for that one. Uh, Miami Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a seven and a half point favorite. Um, I thought this was an interesting one. The model has tended to like Wake a lot, but I'm actually on Miami on this one, getting the seven and a half points. Um, I just gets too many. Um, Miami is a team that's been fairly lucky, you know, kind of all season, but you know, that maybe is a little bit more predictive of what's going to happen in a close game uh, here. They just got to hang in there and uh, not foul too much at the end and they can cover seven and a half. Jake, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's a dangerous line. I'm barely leaning Wake on this. And it's just because like Miami doesn't have that guy and Wake has that, has Alondis Williams that they can just go, okay, give me, give me a, like two, like a little six Oh run by himself kind of thing. He can do that, and I think he does that once or twice this game and puts him over, but I'm very cautious of that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I expected to be on Wake when I first saw this, and then the number was out there. I was, was kind of hoping more like, you know, Wake hasn't been getting a lot of respect. Miami's been getting a lot of respect, so I was hoping that would continue, and I was hoping for this number to be like four and a half and be like, oh, let's let's lay it. But yeah, once the number gets yeah. to seven and a half, you're talking about seven. You know, seven is a, is a fairly common outcome up there. It's more common than six and eight, right? More common than five or nine. So um, yeah, it, it's a dangerous number up there. So I'm actually on Miami uh, plus seven and a half, which is, is strange because I'm used to backing Wake. Um, Southern minus two, that'll be at the bottom of the sheet as a, uh, added game, I believe against Prairie View. This one surprises me. Jake, I'm, is Southern, like Prairie View's bad, right? Is Southern not as good as we think? Cause I just, you just look at the record. Southern's 14-9, Prairie View 8-4 and 15, right? Like that seems too easy, but I actually make this game Southern minus 1.6. So I'm like, I don't know what my numbers are seeing here because i feel like just looking at it i'm like how does southern not win this game by eight right or, or 10 or whatever yeah. yeah that was my initial thought like i'm laying the two with southern but i don't know much about either school like you said they're like very radium they've won what four games on the year so i'm not paying attention um but southern i don't know like i thought they were gonna be better this year they're not performing where i thought they would so i kind of quit paying attention because with 358 teams, I can't track them all. Right. Um, right. So uh, I'm laying it, but I don't. I don't have any reason why. Yeah, I've got uh, over. I've got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's just happy. <laughs> I've got Southern uh, over 145. It's my official pick on that one. Um, Prairie View obviously doesn't play any defense. Um, we've got a question. Does Auburn bounce back today? I'm taking A&M just because it's a lot of points. Uh, Jake, what are, you, what are you doing on that one? I, I think Auburn comes back. I think they come back angry. I, I personally hate backing or fading A&M. I feel like I'm always wrong on them. I don't quite understand they're that team. Um, yeah, they're just all over the place. Uh, Auburn, I think, bounces back with the win, but 12 and a half is a lot of points. Uh, and, and that's, that's the, you know, the spread's the great equalizer, right? So I'm um, taking the 12 and a half. I have no opinion on the total. Uh, West Virginia plus three and a half. Yeah, I'm on West Virginia plus three and a half. I think uh, Sherman, yeah, looked great. Um, Stillwater is a tough place to play. That's my only concern there. But at, at plus three and a half, I, I like getting that field goal and hook in my pocket just because this feels like a game that should be tight and Oklahoma State maybe gets the win late but getting those three and a half points I think adds some value there uh Jake what do you have for us on that one I'm contrary to the, the sheet I actually put Oklahoma and so I pulled in the wrong team um so ah. Oklahoma State but there you I'm go. on West Virginia I like, I like West Virginia in this game 
Oklahoma State, I, I don't know what they're playing for right now. They can't go to the tournament. Like, I don't know if how they're nowhere near the top of the Big 12. So I don't know what the mo- extra motivation is. West Virginia is still, still fighting, still on the bubble. So I think that, that little extra motivation hits us when least close, if not West Virginia winning. Yep, I think that makes a lot of sense. There should be a uh, coin toss game. And then uh, Houston minus nine and a half versus Memphis. I'm with Houston again. I, I love fading Memphis because they've just been such a disappointment. So I'm taking the Cougars or the model thinks that should be 11, 11 and a half or so. Um, we talked about this earlier in the week, right? The biggest issue with Houston is just their depth. As long as they can kind of stay out of foul trouble, they're better than Memphis. They're at home. I think they can cruise to a victory as long as uh, things don't go too sideways. Uh, Jake, what do you have for us on Memphis-Houston? Yeah, I'm, I'm riding Houston. I think, like, SMU is a well-coached team, which is the opposite of Memphis. So yeah. they, they had a they had a game plan, They've and they executed it very well. Uh, I mean, even in the first half when they were down, it wasn't like they were getting blown out or, like, bad shot it was houston made some plays and then they didn't make them in the second half because the guys weren't out there so i think yep. houston covers this they're a little mad about that result they come out and I, I don't like this whole memphis situation is so weird penny's not doing great he fired but didn't fire rasheed wallace like you're no longer an assistant coach but you can hang out on the bench and i don't, I don't know what's like that the whole scenario and larry brown's just too old so i don't know what's going on there Yep, yep. Um, we did get a comment about Michigan, Ohio State. That was one of our game recaps. So uh, check that out at the start of the show if you came in late. Um, we broke that one down already. And then I got a question about the Super Bowl, Bengals or Rams. Jake, I, 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 I've spent about five minutes thinking about the Super Bowl. I, I just Every day I'm just focused kind of on on the college basketball. Um, I did. I, I will post on Twitter uh, my official pick. So no official pick for me now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you in suspense. I, I've got that on Twitter. But I did post in the... Uh, NFL sheet that I have. Uh, I might I make the game about three and a half or so. Um, so I think the line's pretty spot on. Earlier in the week when it was four and a half, that seemed a little bit too much for me. Obviously, four is a, a fairly key number in the NFL. Uh, but this was an interesting one. I, I want to spend some time kind of breaking this one down, look at the total as well. Um, you have, uh, you know, a team with the Rams with a great defense, uh, Bengals, great offense. I think that's going to be just a great clash of styles. Uh, do you have you have you thought much about that game? Do you have do you have, do you have a pick for us, Jake? Put you on the spot. I mean, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, uh, just because it's fun. Uh, the Bengals, like it's, I'm not a huge NFL player kind of guy when it comes to uh, handicapping, so I, I, I don't really know, but I, I like I like the Bengals because the story is fun, but I also want Matt Stafford, you know, that to get one because he played so much time in jail in Detroit, like he couldn't get anything. <laughs> Any help, anything. So I want, I want good things to happen to that guy. So I don't know what. Yeah, I, it, I, yeah, I agree with you. I would you love watch, it you watch Bengals covered and Rams won. Yeah, and, and it's it's crazy. You watch the, uh, you know, Stafford and Burrow are both a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, two two great quarterbacks at different points of their career. So you can. I feel like you can get behind either one of them from the story standpoint, right? You can get behind Stafford after all those years in Detroit, kind of finally getting the win. You can get behind Burrow being the like, oh my gosh, now, you know, Burrow and Mahomes is going to be going at it, right? I mean, uh, he's just been fantastic. So um, a lot there. I think, it, like I said, the clash of styles, I think it's really interesting because the Bengals playing the Chiefs is very different from the the uh Bengals playing the Rams but then the flip of that is very true as well right the teams that the Rams have beat up you know very different than the Bengals with regards to strengths and weaknesses so uh very 
interesting difference there. Uh, we'll wrap up on that. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. It is linked in the show's description. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button. We will get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season, and we'll keep doing these live chats uh, Saturday morning. We will see you Monday. Best of luck this weekend, and until next time, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.